Welcome to Lady Lair Live. My name is Ashton Keith, and I'm a chef, food stylist, and culinary instructor in New York City. Every Sunday night, I invite an industry lady friend over to my swanky Lady Lair apartment and teach them how to create a meal with ingredients I have on hand. We drink wine, chat about pop culture, and embrace the notion of everyday cooking and celebrations. This is not your mother's cooking show. Nothing is prepped or styled here. This is real life. Welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. This is our first recording post-holiday 2018, and I'm a little late, and I apologize about that, but um, as all people in the restaurant world know, there's a little bit of a slow, slow start into January, so I'm kicking it off with a bang. I have my girlfriend, sommelier, wine educator, expert, and writer for Martha Stewart. No um, little or small feat there. She's the wine expert for them, and we chat about drinking and hanging out and also um, what she likes to drink. So today we're making a fried tortilla and egg dish. This was made on the fly this morning with what little ingredients I had in my pantry. It is cold and it is snowing here in New York. So we're bunkering down for the winter and this is a great recipe to make um, for a quick weeknight dinner or also if you're entertaining or just having breakfast in bed um, this weekend. So I hope you guys enjoy and here is Sarah Tracy of the Lush Life. So welcome to Lady Lair Live. I have Sarah Tracy, my friend and founder of The Lush Life. She's a sommelier, wine educator, expert, um, but also she's like really just an approachable, cool girl, which is kind of rare in the wine world. Dare I say that? Because everybody can be really uptight. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like elitism and snobbery. There is, there is. Around the wine world, for I sure. have another really good friend, girlfriend. Do you know Bianca Bosker? Of course, yeah. She's so awesome, too. Like, she's so not, like, taking herself too seriously. Like, obviously, you guys are educated and you, like, know what you're talking about, but there is, like, a little bit of, um, you're just, like, approachable, which I think can be sometimes rare from people in, maybe I'm speaking out of like line but I feel like even with chefs there's a lot of chefs that don't have bedside manner exactly I pride myself on not being one of them but there are a lot of chefs that like can't um communicate with people like on a regular basis I, mean, I will be honest with you like, yeah. I don't really hang out with psalms on my free time like okay. my friends aren't really in the wine business got it okay um, I mean I have the best friends on earth yeah they're so fun of course and they love tasting wine with me and they love when I bring wine of course over. of course um, but that's not really like the life that I lead you don't like, like hang out yeah well no. I think that makes what you try to educate people so easy like you're so approachable because you hang out with people that are like not as expertise like expert as you are on wines well so. most of the world is not Mo- no I'm not and you I'm know? in hospitality I mean yes. wine is one of those things that you can spend the rest of your life studying and you don't I don't even I'm not even like I okay so I <laughs> we met I'll tell you guys how we met but I, sh- I just said um Sarah come to my apartment I was like don't judge my wine racks because <laughs> There's a lot of crappy wine on it. <laughs> because, like, you just never know. Like, I have girlfriends that won't drink nice wine. They're just, like, they don't even appreciate it. I'm like, I'm not going to open that $40 yeah. bottle. Yeah, you got to be careful, like, <laughs> what you open for who. I know, right? I'll give you a good tip, though. I yeah. have a system at my apartment because I have girlfriends in and out How much wine do you have in your apartment? Like, a ridiculous amount. Like, how much? Like, give you me don't like, even want to know. Really? So much that I... Like, every now and then, I just have to, like, open a bunch of bottles, have people over, like, take quick tasting notes on everything, and, and then, then move toss them. Yeah, but I have a good system, which is um, I get little stickers, and I have 
Um, green means okay. Open it, open it, like go for it. Okay. Um, yellow means it's probably okay. Ask me first. Okay. And red means you're not allowed to open this bottle. Oh my god! People would just start pulling stuff out of my yes, wine rack. Yes. Yes. I do have a couple bottles where, like, oh my god, a winemaker. Yeah. Me, you really don't want to save that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, you know, just open everything. Yeah, of um, course. On a random day, so. Um, everyone has been schooled on the system by now. That is so amazing. Yeah. I want to come to one of your parties. It sounds fun that people are just like pulling bottles of wine off the oh, yeah. racks. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it very soon. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, there's so much of my culture that's, you know, not actually the way that like real people drink wine. Mm-hmm. And I'm so lucky because I get to drink fabulous wine every day. I drink way higher than my pay grade most of the time. Benefits of hospitality, we all do. And I get to like travel around the world and meet these amazing winemakers and like that's like a fantasy. It's like the best life. I'm so happy. Um, But I think a lot of wine professionals just like lose sight that that's just not everyone's everyday experience with wine. Of course, yes. You know, it's so important. Like my passion really is just like connecting everyday drinkers to wines that they'll love. Mm -hmm. And teaching them really how to explore their own palate and own that. Yeah. Um, rather than being like, this is what's good. This is what you should drink. Yeah. I'll never say, oh, that's a great bottle. It's a horrible bottle. I won't tell someone what to drink. Okay. And more of the, like, teach a man to fish kind of mentality. Yeah, of course. Like, the, to understand their own taste buds and how yes. to find something that they like and then develop it. And like, stuff like how to read a wine label. Yes. You know, rather than being like, well, these are the five Proseccos yes. you should buy, I'll yeah. be like, okay, well, when you read a label, mm-hmm. this is what fruit means. This is what, you know, teaching them things to look for. Yep. Um, so when they go to the wine shop, they're not just, like, picking the prettiest bottle off the shelf and, like, praying that it's good. Everybody does. Everyone does. Everybody does. I should have gone into marketing. Yes. And made a really beautiful bottle. I had somebody tell me once if there's uh, an animal on the label, don't get it. My um, three rules, well, I guess I have two. Yes. Is, this um, is important. If it's if it's got a cute critter, yeah. or a tasty pastry on the label, I stay away. Yes, it's like not fair. Now I'm actually gonna look what I have in my fridge, and then I'll tell you guys what we're making. I have oh, I don't have great stuff. You can't say this, but I don't have great stuff in here. I have some beer. I'm this is still coming off of a post-holiday fridge. But, yeah, I have, like, probably a dozen nice ones. And then... Uh, you have some I think, champagne. I see that. I never um, uh, use the good ones. My friends don't even care. You know what, though? It's like... I need to start to drink it. Especially with champagne. Yeah. My philosophy is, like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Because I guess the way I live my life yeah. is that, like, tomorrow is honestly not guaranteed. Promise. It's yeah. not guaranteed. Absolutely. You know, why not open, like, this fabulous champagne yes. on a Wednesday night? Yeah. You know, you might not get the opportunity you've been waiting for. I like that. I like that, fl- which is exactly why I decided to fry my egg and my tortillas this morning. Yes. So we're making, um, it's snowing in New York. We're filming this, or we're taping this on Wednesday, or we're this going to air Sunday, so you guys will already have been warmed up by then, but it was snowing this morning, like, this terrible rainy snow and so I woke up and I hadn't had protein in like three days so we are going to make like a fried tortilla fried egg situation and nothing fancy like this was in my fridge I got back from Miami yesterday so I've been kind of like still on holiday I feel like from it's so funny I feel like I just like took a very belated holiday Christmas break like I did go to Charleston and see my family but then I came back up here the week in between and worked the whole time so I was like a little delayed on the holiday like I worked New Year's Eve New Year's Day especially in you know those those of us that work in hospitality Mm -hmm. in food and wine like 
the holidays are our go time. Oh my gosh, because it gets really quiet. Yeah. We just don't get a true vacation. Like I've worked every New Year's Eve for literally as long as I can remember. Well, New Year's Eve is overrated, so I never really mind missing New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I'd be like, oh my god, I'll see you guys afterwards. <laughs> um, so I just poured a bunch of olive oil in the bottom of a medium skillet. I've got it on like medium high heat. I put like through two or three tablespoons there, just enough to give it like a nice little coating on the bottom of the pan. Probably more than what you would do if you were doing this like and reading a recipe. So just be generous with it. You are like shallow frying your tortilla and your egg. So it's yeah. not like, this is like, an in, not indulgent because it's like beautiful and fresh and easy, but it's definitely like a little fry, which is fine. I'm always like moderation. And then I'm actually, we're going to use a nice little secret ingredient that was sent to me last week. This is not a plug or an ad, um, but I'll explain it when we get going. So yeah, I'm just heating up my olive oil. You could use vegetable oil. You probably should use vegetable oil, but we're only frying it for like two to three minutes, so it's not like gonna burn off. Essentially, you don't wanna waste good olive oil on this because it'll just mitigate all those like good flavors and health benefits, but I didn't have any canola oil, so I broke my own rules. <laughs> um, okay, so we met, I guess it was last spring, at an event I did at Maman um, for National Sauvignon Blanc Day. What a great holiday. Was that what we did? And it was yeah. torrential downpour. It was like the biggest rainstorm I've ever like, <laughs> I swam. I it swam to you It was like biblical. Like literally it was a monsoon. There was supposed to be 40 women there. Luckily I still had like a good 25-30, which is like shocking for a middle of the day luncheon. Oh my God. It was so wet. It was so wet. But we met because we have a mutual friend who's also in the wine world. Actually, I have Kutch wines right in my rack. I always have. Actually, I think I gave my last two bottles from last year away. Um, but we have a mutual friend, Kristen, and her husband makes delicious, delicious. I guess they both probably make it, but he's the winemaker mm -hmm. um, for a brand of wines by their, their last name, Kutch, K-U-T-C-H. So their wines are awesome if you like Pinot's. Um, and we met at that <laughs> luncheon torrential downpour. Very soggy day. It was a very <laughs> soggy day, but we've been friends ever since, and we we actually got the chance to work together like six weeks ago. Seven? Whoa, no, like three months ago. Oh my god, time flies. <laughs> god, it, was, it was October. It October, was, November. It somewhere was in like there. something in there. We did a dinner for um, a bunch of women in tech, and it was really really fun. And um, Sarah did the wine pairings and. I did the food and it was really fun. What did you serve that night, by the way? Well, it was a um, California. We should go ahead and pop. We're gonna yeah. pop one of those in. We'll do them one at a time. So just slide that baby in. So we're using flour tortillas again because I had them. That's it. I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. We're just gonna fry both tortillas. Nothing fancy. We'll flip them in like a minute or two. Um, yeah, what did we serve that night? So the theme was California meets New York. Oh, yeah. So I did yeah. half California wines and yes. half New York wines. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize New York is making some killer wines right they now. Are. Um, there's a lot of, you know, not great stuff coming up, but yeah. I, it's, you know, everyone forgets we only have about 30 years of winemaking yeah. history here in New York. Uh-huh. Um, and so people are still kind of learning what grapes grow best and what soil types yeah. and, like, how to really... Do it right. You had an interesting story too, wasn't it? Some guy who came over from. Am I getting the story right? Yes, that would be. It um, was upstate New York, right? Dr. Constantine, yeah, upstate New York. I he remember came you over from um, from Europe. And Ooh, he, okay, I'm flipping my tortillas. Really? That popped up so quickly, right? 
Um, and at the time, like, New York has always been growing grapes. One of our main agricultural like, yeah. products is grapes, but for like felches, like grape oh. jelly, grape juice. Um, and he saw New Yorkers happening. know how to make money, let me tell you exactly. that. <laughs> um, and he came over and he was like, you know, upstate New York is like very similar to where I grew up in the Ukraine. Or okay. Where, um, it's cold, you know, it's kind of that kind of mountainous kind yeah. of climate. So he brought a bunch of grapevines from Germany okay. and planted them. Because his idea was, okay, well, maybe it's not that we can't make wine. It's mm-hmm. just we're not planting the right grapes. Got it. Okay. And so he was like the godfather of um, the kind of oh New York state wine scene. And okay. that was in like the 60s. One is puffed and done. Slide that next one in there. Okay. So he was like, what was his name again? Dr. what? Dr. Konstantin Frank. Oh my god, that sounds and, um, so uh, Ukrainian. Yeah, his winery is still, you know, doing amazing wine today, yeah. and they're experimenting with like so many grape varieties that they're just starting to kind of play around with. Yep. Um, and they're really a fun winery. I was up in the Finger Lakes for a week this summer. It's okay. gorgeous. Yeah. And it's got such a cool scene, like lots of craft breweries, yep. distilleries, yep. farm stands, like the produce is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just such a fun, like, weekend area. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've never been to upstate New York, really. I have friends that have lake houses, and I've gone, like, a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, like, I've never had any of the wine. I, I think a lot of people um, will think of Long Island wine when they think yes. of New York wine, and, like, chugging Rosé Wolfer. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hampton's Gatorade, <laughs> a.k.a. the Wolfer Rosé yes. Cider. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm very proud that New York is contributing to the rosé um, production of the world. And it's I would say, it's an yeah. important, um, you know, contribution that we're making right now. But, um, you know, I think that just if you've tried New York wine and yeah. you kind of dismissed it, I would say give it give it a second chance. Exactly. Yes. And I think with climate change coming on, a I lot know, of people isn't think that crazy, you know, New especially York, the wild, oh my gosh, oh my the wildfire. I never even thought about it that way. And like. You know, so much happening. Do you think property value will go up? People are just going to start gobbling up, like, wine property in New York State because there's going to be, like, less available land. I guess make that move now. God, I should have. I should have done that. Property in the North Fork. Oh, my God. Right? Because property in the North Fork is so inexpensive anyway. (laughs) Um. One of my uh, winemaker friends said, um, if you want to make... A million dollars on a winery. Start, yeah. start with ten million. Yes, that's and a I, good way to put it. That sounds about right. <laughs> that's so yeah. So true. And Starting a winery. Said, like, just don't go into. You're not going to make money. It's like no. It's already if you have money. Yes. You start a winery. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Or like um, marry, marry into one, which is what I'm trying to do, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so I just pulled my tortillas out. Um, and what I'm going to have you do, just put a little bit of this. I'm going to explain this in a second. I've got a little chimichurri sauce. Um, just put a little bit of that, like make a nice little swoop on your, you can put it, like put it on like the a, plate or on the tortilla? On the tortilla, about like a half a cup or a quarter of a cup. And then I'm going to go ahead, and my oil is still really hot. I might turn off, yeah, that looks good. I might turn off my heat for eggs. I don't know what you do with eggs. I actually like to, whoops, I just took some shells in there. I like to actually fry my eggs. Not fry my eggs. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Turn that baby off. Um, It's really hot. I actually like to do my eggs without heat. So that's a very good example of what happens. Sometimes it gets super hot. What happens is there's a lot of moisture in egg whites, believe it or not, which is why um, eggs crackle when you hit the pan because oil and water have that reaction. So I just got the pan super hot. I'll give it a second and let it cool down. Um, But what's funny about this dish is what I was telling you when you came in. 
it's not something you, what would you serve wine-wise with this? So we're making fried tortillas and fried eggs. I'd probably have a beer with it. So I don't know what, I can't believe I made this today when you're here and it's like. <laughs> I think you can pair wine with anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my favorite times to enjoy wine is brunch. Well, I mean, yeah, um, But of I course. think, you know, the key to that is you, you kind of want to look at wines that have lower alcohol. Okay. Um, if you're going to be day drinking, don't want to start out with like a 15.5% wine. Yeah, then you, you just want to go to sleep. You know, I don't know anybody who would drink like a cab at breakfast. That's like no, a recipe. That's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think things like, uh, like dry Riesling. Yeah. Um, would be beautiful with this, or maybe even like an Albarino, like Ooh. a really like light. Um, Spanish white wine that I really love. Yeah. Um, you know, a Portuguese like Vino Verde, which is like a white Portuguese blend. It's a little bit fizzy. Yeah. Super fruity. It's ridiculously inexpensive and How it's much? delicious. You can get amazing bottles for like eight dollars. <gasps> really? Yeah. I'm gonna actually have you and really send me alcohol. like a I couple will. different ones to go with this, and I yes. post this. We'll do a so I took this off the heat, you guys. You can't, didn't even hear that sizzle, and I dropped two eggs in my pan. So I'm just gonna fry them on probably very very low heat. Are awesome. you um, a mimosa or bellini girl at all? No, or I, you know what? French so cocktails, like a French cocktails. Stuff. I really love. This is so not. And then I'm just taking a little bit of a hot oil and I'm basting around. This is my food style stylist skill. I'm just basting around the white that's still a little runny, so that I cook the whites, but I'm not necessarily cooking the yolks. So smart. Um, you know what? It's so funny. I will drink beer in the morning. I will drink, and I also really love. The only time I drink cocktails, to be fair is like kind of in the morning, which sounds very odd, <laughs> but I'll have like, I love Greyhound, I love grapefruit mm -hmm. juice, I never drink grapefruit juice because like I just don't have a lot of juice on hand, um, and I'll have like a Greyhound in the morning, which is kind of odd, right? I think it sounds pretty breakfasty, like the grapefruit. Yeah. Um, I really love, um, just I just omit the like grapefruit juice or the orange juice from any type of like sparkling wine, I'll just have like Sparkling. Exactly. Mimosa, like hold the, just hold, be the like, hold the OJ. Hold the OJ. Hold the OJ. But um, yeah, so I'm just frying these up. But I don't know. What's your breakfast of choice? And do you cook? Because I don't even know. Well, I think the last couple times we've been together, I've been cooking or we've been yeah. out drinking. Mm -hmm. So do you? What are your favorite things to cook? And then what is your ultimate bottle of wine to open like on a weeknight? I love to cook. I am lucky enough in my little Brooklyn. Brownstone, I have a garden with a grill. <gasps> That's amazing. And so my place becomes like the hang, of course. Oh like you're the moment the outdoor space is where it all happens. I so love that. I love to grill. Um, I've even like grilled my Thanksgiving turkey <gasps> the past like four years in a row. So where in Brooklyn do you live? And let me grab that chimichurri sauce. I'm in Cobble Hill. Oh, nice. So you're trendy. Well, trendy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got there before it was trendy. Got it. Um, okay. Which just means that I locked in like a decent rent for myself. Nice, good for you. Work. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, I love I love grilling out. Yeah, um, I'll do like fun like taco stations or something yeah. like in summer. Um, in the winter, I love to make just like a good soup. Okay, like, a stew something that I can nice. something that I can like you know simmer away for a couple hours and yeah. kind of walk away from it and work on my blog or work on other stuff. So here's the thing: roast chicken. So I love people to talk do. about how soup and wine can't be had together. A lot of people say you can't have wine with soup, right? Is that like an old like? not true thing anymore? I think it's a not true thing. Okay. Um, why not? I don't know. I remember reading that some once upon a time that you can't have soup with wine. You can definitely do soup and wine. Okay. Um, maybe I'll do a whole like pairing about how to yeah. do it. But, okay, so Sarah's also being really 
humble when she was saying she would write for her blog or whatever. She also is you do a fair amount of writing for like New York publications. I do. So who do you who do you write for? And let's name drop some because well, you're super talented. For an up and comer lifestyle personality. Yep. Heard of her, uh, Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that? She's the wine writer and expert for Martha Stewart. That's so, like, that's definitely my main gig. Like Martha, you know, when Martha calls, Martha's you, my you drop gig. everything. You, you know? do, you totally um, do. And then I just, I also do some, you know, contributing and just like wine expertise. Yeah. For like Refinery 29, yeah, Brides Magazine. Yeah. Um, really any lifestyle publication. Can I plate love? That's what I do. You know, I, my girlfriends, you know, I always think about them. <coughs> and recommend wine yeah. and. You know, they're never going to pick up a copy of Wine Spectator. No, you know, really they—that's. I wouldn't really even. Pick I mean, a copy of Wine Spectator. I'm in wine, the I'm going to have you put some sliced radishes on top of there. Yeah, I'm actually hating on Wine Spectator, but you know, I don't know. I, I credit Wine Spectator and magazines like that with actually how I got into what I do now because when I started getting interested in wine, yeah, um, the wine media at the time was like point scores for the collector cabernets, old white guys. Yep. And I'm thinking like, my friends want to know like, what to what's, buy. What's up with corks versus screw caps? Yeah. What's causing my wine headaches? Like, yep. can I pair wine with Mexican food? Yeah. Like, all this stuff, you know, what are the best rosés under 15 in a box? Things. Like, things that you can actually use that are useful for your lifestyle and nobody was talking about this. Yeah. Like, no wine professionals were. Yes. Um, and I felt like, um, well, then I need to be that person. Yeah. And so I, I saw kind of like a gap there. Yeah. I jumped on in, and I've been so lucky. I mean, I've had like a good amount of impact, I feel like, um, because there aren't a lot of wine pros that are really invested in helping people like upgrade their lifestyle. Yeah. Wine, like wine, much more in a lifestyle context yep. than mm -hmm. like a critical kind of context. I don't believe in wine reviews. I yep. don't write them. I yep. don't enjoy reading them. Yeah. It's not for me. I love that. Well, I, it's kind of the same way I approach food too. Like I, I feel like a lot of eating and drinking has to do with a vibe and like a way oh you make gosh. people feel, not Absolutely. what you're serving them. And so. Like some of the best wine I've, I remember um, drinking or food I've eaten is in situations just when the company is great or when you're in a beautiful location oh or it's like you're just having a good time. Yeah, people ask me all the time. They're like, oh, well, is it true that um, when when someone exports a wine, they, ch they change it? It's a different wine. I'm like, what do you know? It's not true, actually. What are you talking about? Because, because there's well, so much money to make multiple types. Right. Of <laughs> like, well, I had this wine. I was on my honeymoon yeah. in Florida, and it doesn't it was, taste. It was amazing. Now. And then I brought it home, and I opened a bottle, or I bought it here, and like I was on my couch watching Netflix, and I know it's not the same wine. I'm like it's, it's the, the same, same wine. wine. It's just not. You know, it's about so much more than what's in the glass, and yes. I feel the same way about food. Mm -hmm. You can eat the same dish like on your couch, yeah. or the same dish like in a gorgeous location with people that you yes, care about, absolutely. and you remember like the music that was playing, mm -hmm. and like all of these things. Like it's about the experience and the way you make like. people feel. Absolutely, yes. I think that's like we we definitely have that common yes. thread in our yes. approach. Um, and that's, to me, that's really way more what it's about than, like, analyzing, you know, what's going into this dish or I going know. into this wine. You know, yes. it's about how it makes you feel. Yes, that's at the end awesome. of the day. I love that. So I just put an egg, we put eggs mm -hmm. on top of ours, and then we dressed it with some, I'll get you an egg and fork if you want. We dressed it with some, um, uh, I actually shot this this morning, too, so I love your, this is just, like, a simple, like, if you have, like, this is actually, like, a really sexy date thing if you had somebody stay over. But essentially, I just put some radishes on top, some uh, um, avocado.
avocado that's a little brown because I had it in my fridge. <laughs> um, and then what we're using, my surprise ingredient, and I, get, I said this is not an ad, um, Haven's Kitchen, um, have you ever, yeah, you've been to Haven's Kitchen, yeah. right? Um, Haven's Kitchen is um, a spot on 17th Street between 6th and 7th. It's a cooking school, a cafe, um, it's got event space. And essentially, I was part of the opening team about six years ago, and they released a line of sauces. So now all these sauces are available in Whole Foods, I want to say um, uh, West Side Market. Where else is the New York grocery store that I'm blanking on on the Upper West Side flagship? Fairway? Fairway. Um, and Fresh Fresh. So you can get all these sauces. We're using the chimichurri because I just was like, oh my god, it's in my fridge. And we're yeah. doing Mexicans. Um, okay, so give me your everyday wine that you drink, and then give me your fancy wine if you're having people over or whatever your splurge and your everyday would be. God, my everyday, this is going to be an annoying answer, no. but I don't have one because my job is to taste a different oh. wine, taste multiple wines a day. So when you come home from work, what do you yes. drink? Like the winemakers, what do they, they say? It takes a lot of beer to make good wine. Oh, absolutely. Because all the winemakers yes. drink beer after work because they're, they drank wine all day. Sometimes I want to, like I love like a gin and tonic. Okay. Like, pretty like simple with my cocktail repertoire. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean, sometimes I will drink wine like, yeah. at the end of a long day, but um, I'm tasting wine all day for work, so yeah. sometimes your palate's even a little bit tired. Yeah, it is. Different. It is. Um, but yeah, I do like, I would say like a G&T is like a classic for me. Got just it. like refreshing, like kind yeah. of unwind after work. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't often like buy the same bottle of wine more than once because uh -huh. I, I'm constantly trying to seek out, yes. you know, new things. Um, what my fancy wine that I, I mean, I'm a champagne girl, like okay. big time. Yes. So, um, I always have a bottle in my fridge that's like my one ground rule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, always have a bottle of champagne. What do you have in your fridge right now? I think it is um, Charles Heidsick Rosé Reserve. Okay. It's amazing pink champagne, which is delicious. Yum. But um, yeah, that way if people like drop by unexpectedly, yeah. you have something cold and ready yeah. to go. And it's like celebratory. And it's celebratory. And like, mm -hmm. again, like why not celebrate Thursday? Okay. You know. Here is my question that we'll end on, but this is yes. like so key and maybe you have some insight. Mm -hmm. Why do all men hate champagne? Good question. Is it just because like they don't like the stigma of it? So every man I've ever dated has said I don't like champagne. It's very strange. I mean, I'm dating wrong man. Well, I've also <laughs> I've also met a lot of people that aren't huge champagne fans. Okay. Um, because they've never had a good proper champagne. good champagne. I yeah. Mean, one quick like way to kind of tell before. Okay. Um, this is a very really really good user tip. Yes. Um. You want to look for the tiny, 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 tiny bubbles. Yeah. The bigger the bubble, the lower quality you're getting. Yep. So think about like a Perrier size bubble yep. versus a Pellegrino mm -hmm. versus like a club soda, right? Got it. Okay. And so you want to look for the tiny little Perrier, yes. like just beautiful, like light, you know, delicate yep. bubble. Um, if you go to an event and they're handing out like quote unquote like free champagne, yeah. and you see like golf ball size bubbles in the glass. It's not, not real champagne, champagne, and it's not high quality. So I think a big problem that champagne has is just to kind of become like a blanket term for like sparkling wine. Mm -hmm. Champagne is all champagne is sparkling wine, not all sparkling wine is champagne. champagne. So it's possible that like you know they the first taste they had of a quote unquote champagne was yeah. like a three ninety nine like Andre Brut oh, that know. like someone brought out. Jesus, and, um, I want to erase those memories. From yes, college. and with wine, like you know, I think 
a lot of people, they try something, mm -hmm. it's gross, mm -hmm. it's not a high-quality version of that thing, and yep. they never try it again. Try it again. Um, and so that's, a, I think, you know, if, it's the same thing with cheese. Like, you know, if your first experience with cheese is like, I don't know, like a craft single or yep. like Velveeta, you know, you're missing out on all like the beautiful artisanal, like handcrafted cheeses in yes. the world. Or, you know, a friend of mine says she only, she realized she only likes the expensive versions of things. <laughs> like, she always thought she like hated all I only like the expensive things yes. of all things. <laughs> but then when she like tried like a beautiful, like, you know, Corsican olives, she realized she really liked it. She just didn't like the canned stuff. That's so funny. Um, so I do think with wine, like a lot of people so have an early experience with something just really poor quality and they decide that they don't like it, don't like it and then they never really dig, dig deeper and go back and try it again. So yeah. I'm guessing that's the issue with champagne <laughs> um, is that, you know, people just like have not had a good Experience. intro to champagne oh and then goodness. it's hard to get past that uh -huh. uh, I mean I will say that with rum like I had so many spring breaks in college where oh, like, yeah, I overdid the cheap rum and gin. to this day I can't, I can't drink it yeah. yeah everybody's got their thing yeah so I'm guessing that's what's happening with champagne Valdo by chance Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like hear the word no, like, um, uh, well thank you for coming on um, yes. where can everybody find you on social on your website articles that are coming up or classes yeah. that you're teaching um, you can keep up with me um, my site is the lushlife.xyz someone took the dot com so I was like well I'll be the xyz <laughs> everything wine and spirits um, it's a good way to think about it yeah and I have a lot of fun um, content coming out there just like exactly news you can use with yep. wine and spirits you can use I like and, it um, and my Instagram is the lushlife.xyz also nice uh, I travel a lot yeah so you can follow me and I'll take you to Spain with me next yep. month um, I'll take you to France and Italy and so I do a lot of wine travel stuff over on Insta mm -hmm. um, and yeah I have classes and stuff coming up so if you follow me um, stay in the loop and I'll be announcing things as they come up. Nice. And if you want an in-person uh, hangout, yes. you can stop by the Rouge Tomat and have a glass of wine. Yeah, I'm the wine director there and I'm there most of the time <laughs> pouring wine for everyone. So come by and say hi. Oh, awesome. Okay, well thank you for coming on. I'll post this recipe on the site. It'll be linked to the podcast. Um, you can find... Um, Sarah on the Lush Life XYZ. I love it. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.